Wow. Wow. You, 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 you are now listening to the Wiseman Wrestling Podcast. There's applause from nowhere. Absolutely nowhere because it's so. <laughs> if WWE's not going to be the one people in You got the um. You got the rollcaster. Yeah, I got. I, I've been using it the last couple. Hey. Of so you have to be mindful because when you're not speaking directly into it, it goes goes out. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, and I made sure the output and everything. Well, I did that because we got the TV in the background, and like I told you, I'm watching the uh, right the playoffs. Yeah, we've become. I wanted a nice little setup, so <laughs> like the microphone is always hooked to my desk now. <laughs> I was like, hey, why not? Why not? So. so we are here. How's everyone doing? Oh, doing. We're doing. Great play, man. How did how did you guys um celebrate Optimus Prime's birthday? Who was Optimus Prime's birthday? Well, you know the the, the Prime Day sales. We we'll just call it Optimus Prime birthday. Oh well, I did buy a couple of things. <laughs> I did I did buy this useless uh stand so I can hold. The iPad. It was only five. No. But I, it's like it's cool because it sits it right next to the microphone, so it's not in my way. I can watch. I can read. I can stay along. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I didn't go too overboard with it. I bought. It says hi to JB, by the way. <laughs> Using the less eyeglass. Yeah. Oh, stop pulling cords. I did. Uh, I did buy some more shoes though. I see you didn't get the other Jordans though, right? You didn't get the drawing for it? Ah, I didn't get it. I was pissed because I already had, there was a, on the GOAT app, there was already like a 3,500 bid for those shoes. Damn. The only thing I did was finalize um, Sonya's battle station over here for work. That's the only thing I really took advantage of. Nice. Oh, and I, I did get a 10, I got a mad deal on a rain light. Oh, because because I'll be recording more videos for church. So I did get one for the top of the laptop, but I got yeah. that Instagram. It was, a, it was only like ten bucks. Yeah, th- this one was like a mad sale. It was like fifty bucks regular. It was a lightning deal for like nine bucks. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Take that, right? But other than that, yeah, I just got some things for Sonia's thing because they basically let her know like they're not even thinking about them going back to work to July of next year. Yeah, we're 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 they're taking worth you know with the, the authority and everything. They're uh, taking it month by month. Uh but I'm the assumption is that we're not going back until next summer. I'm okay with that. I'm definitely okay with that, quite honestly. And even when we go back, I'm gonna be wearing a mask to hide my because I don't want to talk to people. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I, I bought an air fryer. Oh, I was thinking about it. it I just couldn't pull the trigger. I bought an air fryer, and and I bought an air fryer, and I bought a car. So what? What? <laughs> so that a car? Ask you what's what are you talking about? Wait, you, you don't get to just pass that by Carbono. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Pandemic flexing over here, right? <laughs> like a new car, legit. Yeah, 
Yeah, just a little, just a little Hyundai. That's all. Just a little, little Hyundai. What happened to the Sonata? Elantra. Elantra. Sonata wanted three thousand dollars of my attention. Oh, just to get that whole thing fixed and everything. Yeah, just to get one little thing fixed so I can pass a uh, emissions test, and I was just like, no. <laughs> right. So you traded it in? Yeah. Like here, take this. You <laughs> broke the Hyundai and give me a new one. Yeah, basically that's what happened. That's nice. Yeah. So, so yeah, first first time, first time with a brand new, brand new new, new new. Yeah. A new new. <laughs> yeah, I have I have 19 miles on my car. That's like ridiculous. <laughs> Ooh, I've never seen that before. <laughs> it's got. So hum- we got we we got to hurry up and get this going so that 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 car note don't hit you too hard. Yeah. 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 Well, we got we got we got a plan. I work with the manager there, so like, you know, I had to take the hit because my credit's not where it needs to be. Still kind of suffering from like a couple years ago, mm-hmm. um, but I had a couple of good things going my way. So we was able to do this. But I told him like, "Yo, when I get my stuff hundred back, I'm, I'm gonna be right back because I shouldn't be paying this for the launch. I should be paying this for Genesis." So, <laughs> so. Twelve All months. Right. Twelve months to get my seven hundred to get my Genesis. All right. Or you know, or we or we finna just we finna turn the graph up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> oh, good for you. Congratulations. Thank there you. There you go. Deserve it. There you go. There you go. Give me a ride. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, we're. We're live in the episode, episode 95 of the Wiseman Wrestling Podcast, complete with our own merchandise. Merchandise. We have, headphones. We have t-shirts. Not for sale. Nah, man. Not for you peasants. Strictly for us. <laughs> we forgot what we'll do. We're going to do some exclusive pieces, do some limited runs. Some collector's editions. Collectors. One of two. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll sign it on the background. A little Everybody bit. getting wise men gear for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you better not wash it, don't wear it. You right. better frame it. Right. We work so hard. Every ready? time I see your TikTok, I better see you wearing that shirt. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> throwing blows like he's at the Freelance Academy over here. Yeah. He's been beating me up all day, and he's been throwing shade to everybody else. By the way, if you if you've seen some of the, the, the Twitter videos that they posted, the it's been it's been pretty cool. Oh yeah, it's like uh, I saw a couple of the trainees that they were they did some crazy ass move. I was like, yo, that's a Lucha Brother move. <laughs> I know that one. That's <laughs> like it gives me hope. Wild. I said that with a straight face. Tried to say it with a straight face. Right. But yes. Right. Here we are. Yeah, so it's been a couple of weeks, so there's a, a few things. A few things have happened. A few in past, things. In, in the past couple. Just um I know last week the hot button topic was um Ali turning out to be the leader of retribution. Thought he was supposed to be the hacker. Was the hacker a part of the retribution? They still have a hey, that story loop. I'll give them a little bit of credit for trying to piece it all together. Okay. 
you know, they've they've told some backstories online, like in social media, regarding you know how each member has been has a gripe of some type. And I think that's why Mercedes Martinez kind of got the boot because she really doesn't have that story. Yeah, I mean, it makes I mean, hers is kind of like outside of WWE, so they really couldn't tell that story. Everything, but everybody else had a a gripe of you know some you know not not getting a push or not getting you know the spotlight when they you know were supposed to or in Dio's case being Brock Lesnar, you know. Um. I mean, I, like I said, I give them credit for trying to make that happen. I think them not being featured at all this past Monday kind of took all that steam out of that reveal, though. I mean, you thought – I would have thought they would have introduced them in a cool way, yeah. hopefully. Or, you know, draft, you know, you know that thing that Gerard doesn't like where you give somebody the mic after the heel turn and they tell you why. <laughs> Like a you villain know. over explaining the plan. Correct. Yeah. You know, it always yeah. happens. It's like after every heel turn or somebody goes to a different brand, you know, different promotion, they have to grab the mic once and tell you and just get Let me break it, it down know. for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean it just exposed to me it just exposes that yeah, this happened without a real plan. Oh yeah, of course. Oh for and, sure. For sure. Yeah. And yeah, I mean um Mira proved my point last Wednesday. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, I, I like that they're trying with it, but the initial message that it sent wasn't, uh, I wasn't a fan of. And, you know, the, even if you're not trying to send a message of a, a Middle Eastern person leading a, you know, yeah. radical group. <laughs> the comments that came online afterwards immediately from the fans shows that's how they took it. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, they, you know, they're, the, you know, and it got to the point where Ali had to, you know, respond to the fact that basically everybody's calling retribution a terrorist group now because he was leading it. Wait, wait till President Cheeto face starts saying that it's uh, Retribution's the new Antifa. Yeah. Vince McMahon's got, oh, this is such good shit. Right. It's so, again, I mean, with like everything else that's going on in WWE right now, you know, we'll wait and see. But at this point, it, it still, it, for me, while the review was, you know, probably the best thing that's ever happened during this whole storyline of retribution, um, it still doesn't feel important. Yeah. So I almost don't care. It's like, what's the end game to it? Who's oh, there's definitely no end game. Yeah, it's like it's, it was just like crudely put together and just all right. Well, let's see what goes with it. Because a couple t-shirts. Like, what scenario do we? What's the best case scenario for this for this situation? Um. You're not gonna let's, have let's eliminate things out the way. Right. Nobody in Retribution's getting the WWE champ, championship. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Ali's not coming. He's not going over on uh, Drew McIntyre. That's what I'm saying. None of them. That's it's not going that far. So it's the best case scenario. Ali gets the U.S. title 
from the hurt business and then eventually you know they can go against the new day for the tag titles i i just saying that's like best case scenario i don't know so is it you know well if i was to book it um as as much as it would have been redundant at this point because they took so long to get to this point. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't have retribution in matches. Still. No. I would still have them killing people on television and making those attacks a little bit more focused towards the actual people that they have gripes with. I think sure. with Ali, you got two interesting stories with Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton. Yep. Um, so if you shift his focus on going after those two guys, Mm-hmm. I think that will propel him into something believable. Because the other thing that is a part of his story is that WWE Championship. Or whether we, and whereas we know he's not going to get it, um, we know that if we can build that correctly, we can get a good match between him and Drew. Well, who, who... Correct. And, but I'll say this. I mean, if we're booking it, who says he doesn't get the title if we're booking it? Well, that's. I mean, because the story's there. If you got that story, who was the one that it was – Brock Lesnar was the one that won that Money in the Bank, correct? Correct. Yeah, there's there's, there's beef there too. I mean, you can. I doubt you go there, because I mean, we saw what happened. They made Balor barely stand up to. Uh, but if you could get Brock to buy into the scenario, you think Brock's gonna no, buy? No, no, no. Yeah, I put it like this. He bought in. He bought in. With matches with Daniel Bryan, he bought in with matches with AJ Styles. Yes, we comparing them to Mustafa Ali is basically unfair. But at the same time, it proves that if Brock Lesnar sees money in it, and if he sees something worth putting his attention to, then he will do it. That's up to Brock Lesnar. Um, frankly, I don't see a match right now. That brings Brock Lesnar back to WWE because that paycheck's not going to be there because the fans aren't going to be there to provide that type of money for it. Right. And sadly to say, we may want Brock Lesnar to save us from a possible Goldberg versus Roman Reigns in WrestleMania. <laughs> right, because the Rock's out of the picture. Yeah, they had a they had a really good article about it today, exposing three things that would have set up. It was, they were comparing it to the second um, match that he had with John Cena, just with the insurance alone. Right. It's just not even worth it. The insurance now he, he's a different type of entity now, and he's gonna, now he's an owner of a he's a, at that point he'll be an owner of a league that is less than one year away from potentially opening. And uh, not to mention the um, filming, he's got a couple yeah. more in the works too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, as much as he may want to do it, it's just not situational. I still think big long-term, we could see, you know, if we're talking Roman Reigns, I think the biggest match they could book Versailles, even Rock aside, would be The Fiend versus Ray. I mean, Roman Reigns. Agreed. Agreed. And that's why they're on separate brands right now to keep them as far away from each other as possible right now. Uh, Bray Wyatt's on Raw. Yes. Right. Yeah. And Roman Reigns is on SmackDown. Yeah, no, I just, I completely yeah. passed at that moment for a second. 
Uh, but again, getting back, you know, it you would know, be, the, it would well, make sense though if the Rock was the penalt if the ultimate uh, WrestleMania opponent. The, the Rock do it with you started it with Jay Uso, right? With you know dominating the cousin, and here comes the here comes the true tri- tribal chief of the family. After right. all this tribal chief BS that we're going to be going through, kind of like we did with the Monday Night Messiah. <laughs> the the situation with The Rock is special, and The Rock understands it because The Rock wants to do for Roman what Hogan did for him, and what he ultimately did for Cena. But a moment. Um, I don't think at this point, because they've already done it, Cena can do that for Roman anymore. There's no one around that could take him to another level anymore. Yeah, right now he's... It's already been done. He's already beaten the Beast. He's already beaten um, The Undertaker. There's no one big enough in the game unless you brought somebody in from the outside which you're not going to do that in six months right now with the way the landscape is. Right. Well, retribution. Yeah. We still got, um, Iron Man. There's still edge. There's still edge. But I, I, you can tell just by booking, they're about to put the belt on Randy at some point in the next couple months. Edge is going to, edge is probably going to be booked. I wouldn't say to win the Rumble, but at least get far to line himself up with Randy at WrestleMania. I wouldn't be surprised if 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 you're saying that there might be people. I mean, depending on how the numbers are, right, with California and uh, mm-hmm. Governor Governor uh, Newsom. No, they're they're going to Florida, man. They're going. To, well, I mean, if they go to Florida, and they can go to Kansas City if they want. Yeah. Yeah, they rebooked um, Mania. It is going to be in Tampa, where it's supposed awesome. to be this year. So yeah, so they're gonna have fans. Yeah, so, yeah, and, 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 and pending any any sort of overruling to what's current right now, it'll be it'll be full. Yeah, yeah. How? So, it just I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe it's just because we're, the three of us have common sense. It's like you know Chicago's fought the urge to put people in the Bears because nobody wants to watch a Bears game anyway. Um, yeah. But and, 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 and sixteen people still came out of there with COVID. Where? Uh, when Tampa came to Chicago. Who? Huh? Who, who came to Chicago? Tampa Bay. Oh yeah. Yeah, post game, sixteen people came walked away with um, COVID. I mean, it's it's. Um... Yeah, I got nothing to say about the NFL. They they don't understand math right now. They don't, and you know the NBA got it because it was. It was strict. The MLB did a pretty good job towards the end, and now through the entire playoffs, they yeah. haven't had any positive tests. So, I mean, it's a lot of trial and error, but we've always said that the NFL is fucking stubborn as shit, and they don't have anybody smart in the room. So it's going to be their critical undoing. That they're, Don't be surprised if you start seeing a bunch of false positives just to push it along because you can't continue to – I don't understand well, why you can't just extend the season – Considering you're going to be the only game in fucking town, and if you're going to put it in a bubble, it makes sense to push it back a couple of weeks. It's just I don't well, get that. It. That's why I said the math of it doesn't make sense right no, now because 
you know, we'll take one scenario where a player becomes, um, announces that he's positive, and then they test the team the next day, the right. opposing team. Anybody that understands the dynamics of COVID at currently as it stands is that it takes two week, up to two weeks, 10 to, 10 to 14 days, or seven to 14 days for it to show up on a test. So for you to test the, a couple of days after the exposure, you haven't really cleared anybody. So for the NFL, they just, you know, they test a couple of days later. Yep, everybody's good. Go play. Now you've exposed the next team. Now you're exposing the next team, then the next team. At some point, the shoe is going to drop and you're going to have multiple teams with like full blown outbreaks because you just keep pushing them out there with other people. But the draft, the draft happened. <laughs> the, the WWE draft happened. Um, Look who finally spoke it into existence. It happened. Mm-hmm. Not the way I wanted at all. I, I don't. In fact, I was hoping tonight they'd have some kind of like Tomasa Champa Johnny Gargano thing happen, where it was like the last match and they get all emotional and. You see the credits on the screen. Right. (laughs) No, I was hoping that like Xavier Woods and Kofi would beat down Big E as they walked out. You know, something like that. I I don't know. Yes, they still got to be in the office on at Spotify on Monday. (laughs) Right. Or Tuesday, it would make shit incredibly awkward. Hey, man, fucks up with that. (laughs) But you know what? At, At the same time, it's good. For people of color, okay. especially that they did it in a way that was classy and tasteful to show that, you know, it doesn't have to break down. You know, I personally wanted them to break up only because I felt the New Day was limiting individually to them, especially Big E. Um, It'll be great to see where Big E can go, especially if he can get back to where he was when he was in NXT and, you know, just came out with, like, the five count and shit like that. It's, uh, I saw a story today that they were talking about they're changing his music. He's yeah. got like a, kind of like a heel turn to him, but he is going to have five count to show how dominant. But, I mean, the lingering question is, what belt is he going to be? You're going to push him on a single title. You're not pushing him in the Roman Reigns. I, I see. I see. It's going to be IC because he'll grab the IC, rip it, probably own it for a while. I could see him getting a match with Roman Reigns. I don't see him. You know what? You know who Big E would be right now? Big E would be a good candidate for Roman Reigns at Rumble. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to see Big E win. But if I can't see Big E win that title, I would love for him to get a big spotlight match on a major pay per view. Agree. Yeah, he's, I don't think he's going to get that with with Sami Zayn currently because it's just no. I mean, I I think he blows through once he's built up enough. He blows through the IC division, or just sits there and owns that belt for a good couple months or so. You know, um, 
So it'll be nice. I, I hope they I had, do I more had, of a tweener than a, than a straight-up heel. I, I had a pretty wild fantasy myself. Ooh, do share. Mm. Wait, I don't know. Wait, wait. Should, should we be recording? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Dry with his OnlyFans, man. Come on. <laughs> I, I would book this. Um, it still can go the way just because they separated them. Because um, I had no idea when Xavier was coming back. But um, you can still – he still kind of has this tough, you know – persona now because of that you know of, of the match that he had with with Seamus like you really don't want to mess with him and he can be on some you know I'm not waiting anymore for opportunities I'm just taking whatever I want right um he, mm-hmm. he needs to the Miz needs to beat down he's old one from 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 Biggie and I will I would love to see the Miz poke at the bear a little bit more so he can catch one um, with him being kind of in that program with, without, is oh, Miz, is, is, he's on Raw? He's on Raw now. Miz and Morrison on Raw, right? Is he on Raw, yeah. Okay, but Otis is still on SmackDown. Otis? Nope. Nope. He's, he's on Raw as well. They no, he's on SmackDown. He's on SmackDown. He's on SmackDown. They split, they split the uh, heavy machinery. See, and now you're going where I want to go. Where's I want Big E to take that briefcase from him. I want that would be fun. Here's the thing: I want Big E to pursue that briefcase yeah. aggressively. I like that. I like but, that. But my twist would be that you have a very worried but a very intrigued Paul Heyman waiting in the wing, looking at all of the situation and thinking, "What can he do for his client?" And I would like to see them draw that out all the way to Elimination Chamber. I don't have um. Biggie winning the World Rumble? No. I, I definitely see Edge winning the Rumble, unfortunately. Um, but I have them booking Biggie for Elimination Chamber. Paul Heyman kind of doing the thing what he did with Brock Lesnar, kind of putting his money where his mouth is and saying that we're going to put Roman Reigns in the, in the chamber and it's going to be for the title. And then at the very last moment, book it all the way to Elimination Chamber, and at the very end, um, swap out whoever's whoever um, Sami Zayn opponent is. Swap him out for Big E, and kind of making him this. Is he a Paul Heyman guy? Are you gonna make Sam? So that means you're holding Sami Zayn. When's Elimination Chamber? January, February. February. Sammy should hold it for a while, man, because he's going to be entertaining with that belt, especially with AJ gone. He'll probably feud with, like, um, Daniel Bryan first. Yeah, he'll definitely feud with Daniel Bryan Yeah, but I think Sammy should just hold it for a while. He's got Kevin Owens coming back, too. Like, Whoa. Another but my, scenario. But, that my, I, I, but, but my idea, like, the ending of my idea is that we kind of played this whole Izzy and Paul Heyman guy all the way through WrestleMania, and then you can book your match between him and Kofi Kingston for the Intercontinental title because Kofi's asking so many questions that Big E doesn't want to answer. I had another scenario in mind. Uh-huh. Not this. Big E has the money in the bank. 
And I would say the night after Elimination Chamber, when Roman Reigns is faced with whoever he is going to face at um, WrestleMania, Big E comes out and makes it a triple threat right there on the spot. I want Big E to be a part of the build-up to Mania. And I want Big E to call his shot as it relates to having that briefcase. Not be an opportunist. Um, I think from there you can create some more scenarios of of Big E winning the title because he wouldn't have to pin Roman to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would create a bigger moment at WrestleMania because you can build it in a similar way that you built Kofi. Where you have that swell of people. Because another thing that people I don't think remember, and let me just double check before I put my foot in my mouth. Guess guess where uh, Biggie's from? Florida, right? Tampa, more specifically. Mm. So now you created a scenario where Big E could win WrestleMania in his hometown. Bruh, I don't... Besides Daniel Bryan, I don't think you'd give a bigger pop. And it almost, I, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter who that other person is, per se. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that that creates, you know, a best win scenario. That almost creates like the, the Ronda, Charlotte, uh, Becky scenario. You know, you got a huge match. The biggest person doesn't have to take the L, you know, per se. And you can still get what you want. Yeah. So there is a word of possibilities that came from this draft. It's probably like one of them. Few now, one thing we got to say right now, because it's being recorded. If this happens, it is October 16th, 2020. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You know, things that we've said on our podcast have come to pass before. <laughs> Finally, we're at 100% with your breakup of the new day. <laughs> no, nah, this is not the way I want to happen. I'm not going to take any credit. <laughs> I wanted the shield breakdown type shit happening. universe <laughs> since I started watching wrestling again. I think That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I wanted, I definitely wanted a shield breakdown type of thing because I think three way. The triple threat matches with those three would be fucking insane. Just because they're different styles at play. Xavier being a crafty cat, you know, Kofi being a high flying veteran and Big E being the bruiser. That just present a tantalizing triple threat idea. But other than that, the draft was trash. (laughs) 
I mean, it, it was so trash because it's like everything they made you excited for, they immediately disappointed you later. Like Seth Garland's going to SmackDown. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then they put Rey Mysterio on SmackDown. I was like, oh, crap, we're going to do this still? Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did have my Twitter moment. because I, I was like, oh. I thought it was funny. I was like, oh, he goes from the Monday Night Messiah to the Friday Night Fuckboy. You're right. I was like, nah, man. I'm good. Woo! But now he called himself the savior of SmackDown. So Whatever. He, yeah. It continues. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. I do appreciate um, AJ Styles, like, laughing in his face as he's walking off. <laughs> Good luck. You deal with that shit. <laughs> right. But also, he should be, he should be getting some paternity leave in, in a minute anyway. So. Yeah, he'll be. Yeah, I, I definitely see whatever between him and the Mysterios blowing over. I would say Survivor Series because that would put him within range of the last couple months of Becky's pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um. There's no. There's what. What is it of the tag team divisions? They just break. They basically broke up a bunch of tag teams. Yeah, and they still have two tag team titles. Yeah, and, and unquestionably, they're on the right people. But it's like, but I I, I will argue this: of the tag teams they broke up, which ones did you care about? Heavy machinery. Heavy. Yeah, I did. I I cared about heavy machinery. But since they just decided I'm not, we're not going to do anything with them, it made no sense. After the whole Mandy Otis thing, I stopped caring about having machinery as a team. And it appears WWE feels the same way. Yeah, I just don't. I, I don't get. I don't get it because I mean, you don't have anybody else. Um, yeah, I mean you don't have. I do think I do think that Otis ends up dealing his his briefcase in order to get over to Raw. Because you just, I mean, I'm sorry, you can't. It's already they already extended it because he didn't cash it in in time. We're not getting a cash in from Otis. Yeah, it's it's way too late. I mean, it's almost dangerously as late as when Carmella had it, right? No, Carmella cashed it in SummerSlam. Is she? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she cashed it in kind of quick. The latest we have is Seth, who cashed it in the next WrestleMania. That's the latest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think they had. I think Otis got the briefcase more for shock value than. It was one of those things where they didn't have a plan. They didn't have a plan, right? Because who was holding? I think Bray Wyatt still had the title at that point, right? Which, uh, yes. Which made no sense. You're not putting Otis against the Fiend unless you're gonna flip him, and that would have been entertaining. But yeah. So yeah, no. I mean, maybe it would have made sense if you could have tied it in if the whole. Mandy Rose and Alexa Bliss had flipped roles. If you were going that route, you know what I'm saying. So if Mandy Rose is playing the like the sister Abigail joint, then you gotta 
you got a, like, kind of like a storyline where you can lead Otis in to try to get at Gray or at the Fiend for it. But outside of that, it's, yeah, it, he doesn't have – you're not putting him up against Drew. That means the secondary titles. So he goes after what, the IC? He's on SmackDown, right? I don't see him cashing in at all. So I, I don't see him see losing him. it, man. Lose it. Yeah, he's, he's I good. see – I don't – there, there, there goes the segue. He's like, he loses it to Big E, and then we now we have some type of a segue for him to get a, his singles run, and then put the New Day back together. <laughs> no, I well, I New Day. I already see the New Day, and definitely by the way they took care of business tonight. The New Day could be DX for the next five years, yeah, where I, they're apart and then get together whenever they want, and we'll still be happy. And they're still working in the same damn. You know, the same damn Orlando Stadium, so it's not yeah. like they're on different recording. They may be in different recording on different nights, but guess what? It's still in the same city, so they're fine. It'd be different if it was, you know, normal operation. Right. But, yeah, I mean, you could see that happening. I, I don't see them necessarily – everybody's saying breaking up. It's just they're on split brands, so they did that the last time, too, when they had this split brand. <laughs> They kept popping over as the wild card. <laughs> Another thing I'm excited about the draft is Bianca Belair on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And the commercials tonight. Oh, that was hot. They had Jake. NF, NF, uh, they had Jake they at the NFL uh, table talking about Bianca Belair. You could book it. She's the next superstar. Hey, we've, been, we've only been saying it for the past two years. Yeah, okay. you're welcome. Yeah, and hey, for them to try to start pushing it now when we have it uh, the season premiere tonight, it's a smart, smart move. It's, I it's want time. one match. I'm not going to get it, but I want it. And I want Sasha and Belair at WrestleMania. For the title? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody did say uh, on Twitter that Either Bailey or Seth has to change their fucking their music <laughs> like ASAP. <laughs> no, I, I I don't know if anybody saw this, but we don't have to get into the whole list. But with Bailey being PWI's number one women's wrestler on their 100 list, I literally wanted her to come out tonight with a CM Punk T-shirt on and say she's the best in the world. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Just, just steal that whole gimmick away from Shane McMahon. Make make the announcer call her best of the world for a while. All that, all that shit. I would have loved it. That would have been cool. I would have fucking loved they're it. They're focusing on that. <laughs> I'll, I'll even let her do like the cross leg thing in the ring. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> crisscross applesauce. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? You know who would love that shit even more? CM Punk himself. He yeah. would love the fuck out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Shane, rest in peace, uh, Raw Underground. Yeah, this COVID breeding factory. Well, Sports Keto, (laughs) they did did it. uh, They said that they were worried about the extras that they had filming in the background, uh, contracting it and then infect. It's like, you peasants over there infecting our wrestlers, our independent contractors. It's not like none of you can fucking wrestle. (laughs) Right, basically. Well, that's what happens when you want to pretend that you're a 19... you know, a 1995 pit fighter video game. That's what happens. 
There's people in the background. Sweaty people. There's yeah, no right. right there. This is underground. Anyway. Yeah, I'm glad that's No one's going to remember Raw Underground. We're going to move on. <laughs> the, the only two guys they ever featured got drafted, like, in the fourth round. So. You know who's going to miss Raw Underground? Shane McMahon. <laughs> Ronda Rousey's friends. Oh yeah, because they did. They did get some. They, they they got some play. They showed some. They showed you know they legit can kiss somebody's ass. But outside of that, <laughs> nothing at all. That was the only thing we got out of Raw Underground. But I'm gonna I'm gonna move around this thing a little bit because I, I want to hear Gerard's open letter to WWE performers. Okay. <laughs> I want to keep it WWE until we don't have to. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go. You want me to put some music on in the background for you? <laughs> you need move music? I got I got you. Whatever you need. Okay. How long is your speech? I don't know. I'm just gonna use it as notes because I have some different thoughts, different ways I want to go with it. Um. Uh, but this comes on the on on the on the aftermath now that we had the time to let it breathe of hearing everything that's been going on with the WWE contracts in terms of um, WWE taking over their Twitch streams and the cameo accounts and that one another use their likenesses and you know kind of going further than that now um, with them kind of taking over the accounts it kind of affects their downside guarantees. Um, to which where they have to kind of perform in order to be guaranteed that money or they're going to lose it. Um, and just like every, you know, everything that um, we've been hearing, it's just more revolved around the information that we're privy to and what superstars expect us to do with that information. Um, I feel like, you know, we've been talking about it for the past few weeks and I just feel like at the time, this time it's 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 really time to kind of draw the line um because if you guys are just not going to be upset about what's with this this and um i know you you probably have to move strategically if you want to say something you want to do something about it um but i think that coming at the fans and telling us everything from you know, just enjoy the product to, oh, there's just so much that we don't understand. Um, that's the part that has to stop. Um, because the things that we don't like about WWE creatively and the news that we get, we don't blame on the fans. We, we don't blame on the performers. We don't blame it on you guys. You know, so we blame it on the people that you work for. And the people that you work for have been showing, have really been showing out, just like this country's been really showing out <laughs> um, in terms of how they feel about um, themselves as compared to other certain people. Um, with these, these storylines, I mean, we can't forget that Retribution started as, you know, the storyline that was in reaction to, you know, a set of riots that were happening um, out in the streets um, in the name of social injustice or surrounding social injustice. Um, and to this day, this company still makes a mockery of 
of things that we're going through in real life outside the bubble. <laughs> um, and they employ you guys to be a part of these things almost seemingly against your will. Um, whether it's you're, I'm just going to put it, put it this way, whether it's you're a slave to the money that you're getting or you're a slave to the legacy that you want to have being a WWE superstar like the WWE superstars that you grew up with and idolize. Um, it's a different world out here and we're exposed to way too much information to just sit on our hands and just take what, 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 what we're given. And you would think that you guys would be more empowered to say no, to reject it. But it seems like you have less power than we do because at least we get to talk about it. You guys don't. And here's the reality that we have to face now in terms of all the things that we hear that don't sound right and all the things that we see that don't look right. We know that the person that you work for that refuses to, 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 to give away the reins, to give up the reins and let somebody else run that company, aligns himself with the President of the United States of America who emphatically will not renounce white supremacy. Most of us have to work for masters like this. But at a certain point in time, we can't trade so much of our integrity for a paycheck. We can't trade so much of our integrity for a dream. And it seems like when you see the NBA making those moves, you see various people in, the, in Major League Baseball making those moves, and y'all can barely make any moves like that. That's wrong. The fact of the matter is you guys don't get paid. We're just supposed to get paid. You guys are not treated the way you guys are supposed to be treated. And you guys are neglected freedom blatantly. So I don't know exactly what kind of fan you want me to be. Because if you're good with it, then you go right ahead. You won't get another dollar from me. But if you show any inkling of wanting to fight against, go against the system and, and, and fight for your own basic rights, regardless of what contract you sign, your fans will stand with you. But right now, it's your move. We done did everything that we could. We got Daniel Bryan into to WrestleMania. We got Kofi Kingston to the WWE Championship. There's only so much that we can do, and we're not going to be listened to anymore. Because your company has thrived through turmoil and feels that they don't owe anybody shit. And the fact of the matter is, is that they owe you. So if you're not going to take what you're owed, and I'm not talking about unionizing because I don't think that's going to work, but there's something that you can do, even just for yourself. We'll support you. But if you want to continue to be a lemming, then this is where we part ways. And if in being a lemming, if, if, if being a company guy, you got some smoke for the fans, we're going to have it right back for you. You may want to take it, but we're not taking it anymore.
and I want to especially ask this question to Chad Gable. What do you want us to do, dog? They've dragged your good name and every accomplishment that you have that made before you got to WWE through the mud. You want to talk about one person that doesn't deserve this? You don't deserve this unless you willingly take it in. So you let me know as a fan, Chad, what do you want me to do? They actually referred to him as Chad Gable today, too. So Good. I think they finally dropped a shorty G gimmick, which was, like you said, a step in the right direction. But it's like, you're absolutely right. Nobody's been dragged through the fucking mud. I mean, they they put them in oversized fucking clothes. <laughs> right. Excellent. And, we, and we know what that's about. Yeah. And we know what that's about. Yeah. So, you want to say something, Sean? I, I think Rob definitely hit some points. I think there's one point, especially right now, that the wrestlers need to hear. And this is a unique time because our voice don't mean shit right now as fans. No. Because we're not in arenas. Yeah. We can't, we can't, uh, you know, we, we can't, we can't, we cannot put anybody over right now. No. Our hand, our, we are literally, our hands are behind our backs because even with those who are in virtual, they're pumping the noise in. Oh, so they get to choose who's over and who's not. It's even worse now. A couple of my friends who have previously been virtual um, audience members have have revealed that they weren't audience members during the time that their likenesses were shown on television. Yeah, I did hear that as well, that they, they basically use your recording and then shift it on another show or whatever so they can control whatever's on TV now. So no more live shit. Yep, that's very Facebook of them. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where I am with this whole situation as it relates to wrestlers, rights, freedoms. Um, someone's going to have to take a risk. Someone's going to have to take, uh, frankly, someone's going to have to take an L. There has to be a martyr somewhere, unfortunately, for there to be real action taken. Because the reality of it is, I'm using this just as an example, not saying it's going to happen. But I'd say, for example, AJ says, fuck you, I'm keeping my Twitch. Right? Continues with his Twitch. Basically tells WWE, what you going to do about it? I feel like he's close to it too, but but I, I mean, I think he can do it. He can he can do it because he's he's high enough in the totem pole where they won't fire him. But someone like Selena Vega or Alistair Black, you said they'd be cut to send a message. 
but that's the kind of thing that has to happen if you want to stand on this on that hill. Mm-hmm. You got to be willing to give it up. Because if you don't, because you, you, you have your wrestlers are backed into an interesting corner right now. Because for the most part, if they just give in and, you know, just abide by the rules and let the, all these changes just happen as it relates to Twitch and Cameo, mm-hmm. in 30 to 60 days, we're not going to give a shit anymore as fans. Because then the war is over. Right. But like, okay, if that's what you want to do, fuck it. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll still watch your Twitch, but you're just not getting the money. You know, um, and if that's the route you want to go, okay. That's how we're going to take it, legit. Because, I mean, it doesn't cost us anything, nor, you know, it doesn't cost us anything to be on either side at this point, to be frank. No. It's not like WWE is going to make us ch- pay for Twitch. And if it is, we just stop watching it and move on to something else. Mm-hmm. That's the reality of the situation. Um, I mean, for them, it looks really bad because look at it this way. Yeah, I spent two hours last week watching, you know, just as contrast, Miro and like half the AEW roster play among us. That was dope. That was fun. But that's the type of shit that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to be able to have their fun. Because you know what's going to happen if WWE takes over. Then you're going to have cross-promotion. You're going to have product placement. That, all that shit's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And they're going to basically be censored to what, they, what kind of content they can produce on. You know, like AJ Styles is not going to be able to go, you know, free with his, you know, lip or whatever the case may be. Which is going to turn people off and people are going to stop watching those channels. For a certain amount of fans, and I'm one of them, watches these Twitch channels because I want to actually get to know who these people are as people. Right. As people. Not you know, and hear interesting conversations about what happens behind the scenes of wrestling and how they their commitment to the game and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, that's that's why I watched. You know, that's what got me entertained about um, Up, Up, Down, Down when they were doing interviews with A, they were doing interviews with people they had no business doing interviews with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you never even heard of them. Like, Kylie Ray was on Up, Up, Down, Down when she was a free agent. Right. You know, had no reason being there. And now that, you know, that could all go away. You know, but Again, it depends on what the wrestlers want. Is, is that what you, is, you know, is this why you're here? Are you just a character on a TV show or are you a person? That's the decision basically they're making right now. Now think about it too. I think about like, you know, this is probably the way it's always been, and maybe it's just time to rotate us out and rotate the younger fans back in. But see, I don't think that's gonna happen. 
per se. Because I put it like this. If you look at demos right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, WWE can business themselves right into a fucking war they don't want to be a part of. Because right now it's just a Wednesday. It's not even a Wednesday night war. It's like, you know, it's like a skirmish. We, we, you know, we were all, we all, you know, those who watched wrestling in the night, late nineties can tell you right now what you are watching on Wednesday nights. is nothing, nothing like a war. You don't have people calling each other out cross shows. You don't have announcers spoiling other, (laughs) you know, other TV shows. You know what I'm saying? You don't have wrestlers showing up, throwing, you know, belts and trash cans and shit like, like, no, you got a skirmish going on right now. This is some like schoolyard recess shit that's happening on Wednesday nights. But speaking of Wednesday nights, mm-hmm. after NXT TakeOver, Aller walked out with a broken jaw. Current NXT champion has a broken jaw, had to have surgery on his broken jaw. He joins the following list. Drew McIntyre, Karrion Cross. Tommaso Ciampa, Samoa Joe, and Sami Zayn. All who suffered major injuries in NXT title matches. Can we just say that Finn Balor is cursed and he is never to hold a major championship again? Considering he was the universal champion and lost it the next night. That might also be true. <laughs> it's, it's we, get, we, get, we, get, we can play that game. It's fun to compare, but Finn Balor just needs to hang around with the Intercontinental or maybe the North American one. Not too great for the Universal right. or the else without breaking his shoulder or breaking his fucking jaw, which I empathize with. It's, hey, but at least you get to eat, uh, drink, and sure for dessert. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Is the bell cursed? I, I almost want to say yes. I, 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 could be because I don't think it's all a physical curse. Like these are injuries. I would venture to say it's the NXT title, right? We know that during these takeover matches, it's no holds barred. They don't leave anything left behind. They empty out the complete tank. It, this is just. Uh, an example of them going hard to please the fans, and especially right now when there's nobody, no fans in the stands. Um, you got to do something, right? Uh, but, I mean, even these NXT TakeOver matches, I mean, the ones that you're talking about, I mean, you, not so much carrying cross. We can – that was semi-recent, but, like, the at the Ciampa, some of these guys put on fucking phenomenal matches. And it's uh, it's it may be a testament that they really go hard at each other for these takeover for these NXT title matches, not just the ones that are on TV, but the pay per view mostly. But <laughs> fucking Finn Balor's, he, I don't think he holds the title. 
Did he ever hold a title with mm-hmm. New Japan? Who? With New Japan when he was wrestling with? Yeah, he was a champ. Yeah. So maybe it's just it's just it's just the Western Hemisphere. You can't yeah. hold the title. Well, here here's why I'm gonna tell you. The NXT title is cursed. Of all the champions, of which they've been 18, one person has held the top belt in WWE. That being Seth Rollins, who was the first NXT title winner. Kevin Owens. Didn't hold the top belt. He didn't hold the WWE belt. He held the Universal. Okay. Keep thinking. Didn't happen. No, I mean, like, you know, this is still going to, like... But it's it, even if it is Kevin Owens, like, that's two out of 18 people. Yeah. And NXT title is supposed to in theory, if, if people still want to consider it a developmental brand, it's supposed to christen you for the next love. Yep. Like, for example, when Shinsuke held it, Shinsuke was basically like a, he was on another level already in all of WWE. Samoa Joe. You know, we can use Kevin Owens as an example as well. Oh, I apologize. Drew McIntyre also. Drew, Drew's been a champ. But, you know, you've either, you know, taken your L from an injury or your career has taken something off once you got to the WWE, the main roster, or whatever you want to call it, the other brands. Yeah. Bob Rude. Tommaso Ciampa, since he's held Goldie, can't stay in a ring. Neville slash Pac, we know that story. Mm-hmm. Bo Dallas. Remember when Bo Dallas was hot? Yeah. I figured, like, when they were teasing somebody going back to NXT, it was either going to be Ember Moon or Bo Dallas. Like Ember Moon in, in NXT. Yeah. Because, A, to be frank, NXT needed some color. <laughs> Just being real. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It's a situation where she seems to be happy there. There's no 27 title belt for her to chase around. She can actually uh, just wrestle. Right. You know, I mean, just in general, because of how the the SmackDown, you know, Raw women's situation is, unfortunately, she would, I feel like she would fall into, like, the next Naomi phase. Which is disappointing as crap, but mm-hmm. 
I don't want to see her there. I'd rather see her, you know, doing things and having amazing matches in NXT. But if you compare what the NXT women's title does for those women versus what the NXT men's title does for them, there's definitely a a discrepancy of massive proportions. Right. I think Ember Moon might be, and maybe Kari Zane to a certain extent, but Ember Moon might actually be the exception as it relates to women NXT title holders who have not lived up, you know, to whatever billing you would think. I mean, the, the jury's still out on Rhea Ripley and Eero uh, Shirai, obviously, because they're still in NXT. But, I mean, just think of this list right here. Asuka, Charlotte, Paige, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Shayna, who's going to hold the title at some point. One of them. Yeah. Um, Kari Zane, Rhea, Ember Moon. And of course, Eero, the current title. Like literally, all with the exception of Rhea, Kari, Eero, and Ember. You could literally put these women ten years from now in the Hall of Fame class, all together. I mean, and maybe it is what it is. What Ray says, it just go too hard. Is that what it is? Because, I mean, NXT has a lot of injuries in general. Yeah, they do. They really – it's like they train them to wrestle the WWE way, but mm-hmm. they still let them kind of perform the way that they're used to performing while they're there. Correct. Um, so that's why that transition, when they come to the quote-unquote main roster, is so different, you know? So our, maybe, maybe this is a bigger question. Is NXT cursed? Because let's look at let's look at the people who were in NXT. Kenta, Austin Aries. You know, both of these guys, while in NXT, took months off because of injuries. I think they gave them to each other too. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I know at least with Kenta. Well, actually, both of them have. I've spoken about it, and Eric Young spoke about it as well, that, you know, the way that they want you to wrestle is just not – it's just something that they used to. And I guess, like, for them, they kind of have to unlearn what they know how to do best in order to, to fit into the system. Um, these guys don't get injuries when they're not in NXT. So I wouldn't say – curse curse would be, you know – saying it's just kind of this ominous thing that just kind of happens to them, but I think it's the training. Um, WWE at the end of the game want, wants them to do things their way. They're not interested in the professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, you have you have Triple H who, you know, is a wrestling nerd and will kind of let them kind of do their thing, um, especially if it brings, especially if it's, it draws for them for like the pay-per-views. Um, 
but it's nothing that WWE's interested in. Is that an indictment on the main roster then? That NXT under Triple H's tutelage has given us the better in-ring product. Whereas... For sure, because when you're on the main roster, and, and a few people have spoken about this before, um, usually because of that travel, um, which takes up most of the time and everything else that you have to do as a superstar, you kind of run this program when you're in the ring. And you only really get to do something special like maybe four times a year at like the major pay-per-views. Or like the, that one time they let you kind of go out there with someone that you're familiar with and they're just like, you know, give them 10 minutes and don't even worry about it, you know? Um, you know, Sasha was talking about that in her last special um, about how they heavily curved those matches to kind of prevent those injuries. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like, you know, I, I, I think of one perfect example, well, I don't say perfect, but very good example as it relates to the main roster wrestling style. Or well, there's two that jump out at me immediately. One is Randy Orton, mm-hmm. who style doesn't have impact moves too much. You know, he doesn't fly around the ring. When's the last time Randy Orton's dived in anywhere? He makes one of the dives. Right. I think he dived in his pool. And that's about it. And then The Miz. Yeah. And The Miz has, like, been very open about the fact that he wrestles a very conservative style comparatively to who his opponents are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, you know, Ray... I think it was just Ray just brought up a very good point as it relates to just their wrestling styles and and that introductory training standpoint because of that transition from where they came from to where they're going. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, and, and that's where, you know, the Eric Young's, you know, of the world, or, you know, especially the guys who are used to, you know, let's say the ROH world or New Japan world, especially, used to wrestling one style and then told, nah, don't do that. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, you know, if, you know, we've been driving for years and then all of a sudden somebody gives us a manual car. No, sir. Not for me. <laughs> you take that piece of shit <laughs> and then ask you not to fuck it up you know it's just... oh, yeah. we're, we're going 10 miles an hour you're burning the clutch you know and then I, I mean I, I think the perfect example for that for me even though they haven't gotten injured is Shinsuke who definitely had one unique wrestling style and now is basically a Disney version of it yeah, and that's the thing too, because I think Shinsuke enjoys the way that he wrestles now. Oh, I think he does too. I think he's having, I think he's having a time of his life. Well, I don't yeah. want to say time of his life, but he's having a good time, contrary to what we would like him to see right now. Yeah, I mean, I think he's like, yo, I get paid. We know he likes to surf, and he's in Florida, so he's good there. You know, I'm not wrestling 200 nights a year anymore he's content right now everything is you know and i i forget i think 
he's either close to 40 or already passed. He's past 40. I think he's like 42 now. Um, so he's not necessarily in a mindset where it's like, I have hopes and dreams. You know, <laughs> you know he's kind of in that like, yo, I'm cool. Like, tell me where to stand. It's essentially, you're spot on with that. I mean, gone are the times, and this was just fucking recently, which, that, that amazing run up to WrestleMania, and then his best match for the title was in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And he had the IC title for a little bit, and tag team for a quick second, and... You know, we never talk about Shinsuke Nakamura dream matches outside of the WWE. You notice that? Because it's not going to happen. Because yeah. we had the dream match, and it was set up perfectly with the Styles match, and they took a big shit on our chest, our collective chest as fans. Have we done – Have we, we've done Shinsuke and Brian, haven't we? We yeah. have. And we, we – like another one. I mean, there's still a lot out there in WWE for him. Mm-hmm. Like there's Shinsuke Brock. I don't think he wants to do that again. I didn't say he did. I just yeah. saying from from a fan perspective. Mm-hmm. And if you want to make money, and if you can, you can book that right because they have history, and not good history either. You know, you can book a damn good match with that. I mean, it's still there. There's some money matches. Like, I'm, I'm not sure if he's faced Rollins. I'm, there's a lot of people. He's faced Seth. Yeah, was, I'm, just, I'm just talking about, like, we talk about anybody else. Yeah, I mean. I mean, outside of WWE, you're talking about, like, the Omegas of the world. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're not going to. We're not going to because. He's staying with WWE. There's no. Not only is he staying with WWE. Shit, from a business standpoint, Shinsuke is no longer a main card markable star. Wow. Especially when he could be built back up to it, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to happen. No, because that lies in Vince's hands. And right now, correct. Because Vince has proven very one very important thing to me. He's proven it with Shinsuke, he's proven it with Andrade. Um, Ashka is an exception to what I'm about to say. But if you can't cut a promo on the mic in English, Vince don't want shit to do with you. And he cut the hardest promo. Sorry, no English. That was the hardest. But, no, I'm saying that's the hardest thing he's, he's ever cut, though. Oh, fun. Right. Mm. But, I mean, I'm just saying, like, we thought Andrade was going to be a thing. And then word gets out, and it's almost proven that he can't cut a promo in English. Not one that we can care about. You can circle Kari Zane maybe in the same area. Asuka's the exception because she's just that damn good. They finally realized what they have in her. I think they knew for a while. But look I really her. think they did. They just didn't – no one could figure out how to use her. And that goes back to Rod's uh, having someone smarter in the room that can come up with something. When it's dominated by one person, he's just going to get in the way of his own creativity. 
that's why I was very, how I say, cautiously optimistic when Zaya Lee spoke mm. on this recent episode of NXT. Because that is very important for her long-term career. Yes. And she did reasonably well with it, too. You know, you could tell not her first language, but still. Definitely Andrade sounded worse. And, you know, unfortunately, it's Shinsuke as well. But he, he's, it's just over and over again, Vince has shown us, if you can't cut a promo in English, regardless where you come from, regardless how over you are, regardless how much the fans love you, no matter how much Dave Metzler gives you stars for it, <laughs> he is not going to show you the appreciation that you want or that we want from, period. Meltzer. <laughs> That being said, uh -huh. where are we at? The question uh, with. Oh, Lord. All right. We're going to get serious now. <laughs> recent appearance of Lars Sullivan. The question yeah. I'm asking is what do wrestling promotions need to do to resolve the impression of Superstar, who is involved with the speaking out movement? or abuse allegations? This is why I asked this question. I asked this question for a very simple reason. Um, it definitely appears that WWE could care less what we think about its stars and their accusations. The Dream, Sullivan, Austin Theory, and Riddle all were part of, in some way, shape, or form, the speaking out accusations and other exact accusations, um, but are all currently on WWE TV. And I'm not just beating up on WWE because we can throw in Will Ospreay in New Japan right now with B, B Priestley. Um, I'm sure there's others that I'm missing. But every time these, peop these people are, sh well, not all of them, but the dream, for example, every time he's shown on TV, cancel dream, fire dream, lights up the internet. Uh, the same with Matt Riddle right now. Um, Lars Sullivan, I think, unfortunately, I think people have just kind of just did a Kanye shrug too. No, they because, just, uh, hashtag porn hub. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying, well, the, the, the how I say this, the reaction is different because it's more mockery than heat. Mm -hmm. Like people are legit pissed that Matt Riddle and Velveteen Dream are getting time right now. And this is why I'm asking, what do wrestling promotions need to do? Because according to WWE, again. They've said they've done their investigation and they're done with it. None of these people have been charged with a crime. Well, Matt, uh, not, no, 
Not true. Lawsuits, I'm, lawsuits are one thing. Civil lawsuits are one thing. And I'm not justifying this. I'm just saying these are the things that are happening. What do we, what do promotions need to do? Or do they need not do anything? Promotions don't need to do anything. They either, they either make it, they need to make a decision of whether or not they're going to operate off of morals or off of business. Correct. And I think they're going to operate off of business. And from a business standpoint, if these guys are not being charged, and, and the company themselves are not being blindsided by it. There's nothing that they have to do. They're going to look at the same situation. They're going to look at us hating John Cena for 10 years. Mm. It'll blow over. I think this is also a situation that is different because of the pandemic. Yeah, because we don't have a voice either. There's like nothing. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, if the dream showed up or if there was a crowd for Matt Riddle right now, Definitely would not be able to be on TV. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I no. I disagree. I disagree because his biggest opponents are the ones online, the ones that keep sharing the screenshots of the text messages back and forth between him and his accuser. You go to one, one of these. You. We've been in these stadiums. They don't give a fuck. Once they're, they're for some. Godforsaken reason, they really buy into the kayfabe where Matt Riddle, the wrestler, they're there to see the wrestler, not Matt Riddle, the person. They could give two shits about that. And if- well, I will, I will ask you this question. Okay. When is the last time someone has faced this level of accusations and played to a live crowd? We've never been in this situation, have we? I get that. And there's a reason why. Okay. Because from a business standpoint, you're not going to put somebody out there if there's even a chance that you're going to get a rapist chant or a pedo chant. And with Dream being in NXT, that shit could happen. If we're going to be completely fucking honest here, it'll happen to Dream because he's black. He's a person of color. Oh, yeah, that's a whole nother scenario, of course. That's kind of where I'm going with this. It's like the wrestling crowd looks exactly like Matt Riddle, and they won't give a fuck. But if let that Matt Riddle be Velveteen Dream. Let him be somebody like Kofi Kingston. God forbid something ever came out like that. Yeah, they would villainize this guy left and right because we've been to those crowds. We've walked away with a cringeworthy feeling from some of these shows that we've gone to because of the stuff that they've said or how they've reacted. And it's no different online either. It's just I I don't see them holding them to the fire. I see a lot of the stuff. That's why these things are happening on social media because most of these fans got a a voice on social media rather than one in 20,000 people in the stadium. They'll just get them kicked out of them. The fans will turn on them. The ones that start the pedal chance, the fans will sit there and turn on them and have them escorted out of this. Right. We we know that's going to be it. And, you know, it's just the promotions ain't going to do shit because let's what, what do the major sports do? The NFL suspends you whether you're guilty or not and keeps you out, out to keep you from making any money until they finally figure out what happens. Right. Because the W, because NFL, 
goes at it from a you're damaging the brand standpoint. Let's just be real. That's the only reason people get suspended. The shield. Protected right. shield and nothing else. Correct. That's why Michael Vick spent two years on the side. Plus. Antonio Brown is still on the side. And still can't sign with the team if you wanted to. I, I feel Antonio Brown isn't being signed because of other reasons, not just that. Other teams assign other guys for being bigger dickheads. And they still been able to collect the paycheck. Colin Kaepernick did what? And he's still being blackballed. And it's that's a whole nother podcast. Because I I don't I don't I don't even want to put Antonio Brown and Kaepernick in the same sentence. It's just but you're saying on you know, it's different things that go into it. Yeah, of course it is. It's different aspects of it that they're keeping these guys off. I just it the NBA does what? when it comes to this stuff, because we've seen it. We've seen it, unfortunately, before with these accusations. Uh, well, we've seen it with the NFL, with uh, Roethlisberger. He still gets, but he still gets a free pass. He's probably going to be first ballot Hall of Fame when he gets retired. Nobody really brings it up, except for the, the fans who don't forget, which is, what, minimal. Um. MLB, they suspend you for half the season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Addison Russell got suspended for half the season. So did Aroldis Chapman. Correct. With the uh, New York Yankees. Um, and, and what's fucked up about this conversation is that the major sports just came out with a domestic violence or you know these types of crimes, a policy for this. This shit didn't exist before. You know, it's social media, you know, these news outlets, they'll leak it out to the press immediately because it's like, fuck you, let's catch you with your pants down. How do you respond to this? And this just came into effect. And they just had to hire people to be on the NFL's board to investigate these crimes, invest, you know, kind of walk you through the process in here. And it's like, Wrestling promotions aren't going to do shit unless it's unless they're absolutely charged. Um, they'll hide them for a while, and then look at Enzo. Enzo just got fired. Um, we all know he's a piece of shit. <laughs> he, he plays that heel character a little too close to home. He, he, again, but Enzo had no friends. Period. Enzo didn't have the prospects that a Velveteen Dream and a Matt Riddle have. Enzo had no friends. Dream legit has people speaking up for him. And big time people at that. I mean. He literally has Mark Henry speaking up for him in the back. That'll get, that'll keep your job. And Lars, I mean. You got me on Lars Sullivan. I don't understand the situation with Lars. I don't. I thought he was gone. I thought he was gone too. And I then, thought he was gone for so many reasons. And then you go ahead and bring him back. And the night he comes back, he gets – it's not accused. 
there's screenshots of the shit. So there's receipts just like they were for the Matt Riddle incident. Um, with, uh, it's, this isn't some shit. This is predatory behavior when you just don't get the fucking hint. You know, what he was doing to the yoga instructor and trying to get her to send, you know, pictures and everything like that. He shouldn't have been fucking back, period. I don't... I, 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 I look at the Larson Wilson situation as the bar. That's the dividing line. Okay. You have to do worse than that in order to be considered, you know, on the shit list with the WWE. <laughs> if, if, you, if, if what you did wasn't as bad as Lars Sullivan or, you know, saying you're fighting it or there's, there's opposing sides or whatever, like, you're good. Yeah, right. I... When I see him show back up on the screen, that, that was more of a statement. To, that was more of a statement than anything. Like, okay, this is the way it's going to be. So, three guys who watch wrestling who also have kids. Yes. Who also have women in our lives that we love very much. Mm-hmm. Hopefully no one hears that because I don't want anybody getting a big head. But... Just one. What should happen when these, these things come about? We've seen different things by different companies. Um, everybody seems to disappear for a little while in some way, shape, or form. Velveteen Dream with his car accident. Uh, Matt really was switching brands. And was it Lars Sullivan with his anxiety issues? He also had a legit injury, too. I don't remember what it was. It's some lower extremity injury that he had. Um, was that before or after his amateur uh, filming? I think that was after. Um, because I asked this because, it, I mean, this, this kind of obviously blends into normal society where, you know, other situations of speaking out like accusations. Um people seem to go away and then creep their way back into existence? Or should people just get enzoed? Quite honestly, it should be a zero tolerance. It should be zero tolerance across the board. I mean, but these companies that hire these independent contractors should be held liable for who they bring into their company. This is who you're in business with. So by that means you are guilty by association because you should have done your homework. Well, go ahead. There's no way to know unless somebody comes out and says something. And usually somebody that's a victim of sexual assault don't, doesn't really want to come forward like right, right. away. And we've seen how the, some of these, well, a good majority of these cases are unfounded when they are reported to. Um, some of them have gone on for like years. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, so, it's, and then, and then you, and, and unfortunately, you also have to. I know we just want to just believe the victims. Unfortunately, we can't do that. We can't really do that as well. Because so, I mean, and, and this is what troubles me about this, and the reason I bring this up because it, it's a literally a troubling thing to, for me. These issues are never resolved, ever. Mm-hmm. So, 
we play this dangerous game of once a um, accusation comes out, um, in many cases, calling for the person's head. And I'm not saying they're not deserved or whatever the case may be, right. but that's the first reaction. And then you could, we could say right or wrong, whatever our opinions are about it. But then you have a Joey Ryan situation. Well, now the man is suing impact for losing his job for lost wages. And, and he's actually being sued too. He sued and he's suing his, he's suing his accusers. There's a bunch of lawsuits going around, but I'm just painting this particular scenario where he was let go by impact because of the accusations against him. And now he's suing them basically stating they had no right to, to um, get rid of him because he's been charged of no crime. How do you resolve something like that? Um, I mean, wouldn't it be up to your in any standard company, it would be up to your human resources department to have a firm policy on that, where you are suspended indefinitely until the, there's an actual investigation. And we, and just like to, to draw its point, an accuser is not going to want to speak to WWE's investigative team. Correct. If Correct. It's taken this while, they know that they're not going to be, there's, this, there's, there's no bias here. There's gonna is gonna be completely on protecting them. They're gonna try to destroy the witness. We've, you know, we've seen it. And that's why I asked, where's the resolution? Because the fans are just gonna keep calling for the person's head. Right, and like, um, and in any, I, I don't have an answer, quite honestly, because it's, it's it's really it really comes down to your expectation of a company. Do you really? expect a company that's in the business to make money to make moral decisions. I don't. And that's why I can't say anything about Matt Riddle being on television. If he truly hurt somebody, then I feel the world for that person or those victims. Right. I mean, and it, I mean, this goes back to a moral issue that we've discussed as it relates to wrestling promotions in general, definitely during the pandemic right now. But I mean, we've been disappointed by wrestling promotions before from a moral standpoint. Absolutely. You know, wrestling continuing shows when serious injuries occur. Um, we could debate, you know, if, you know, the SmackDown coming back the night after 9-11 was a great idea. You know, it just... We can all be reflective on this. Yeah. Because at a certain point in time, each one of us have been in charge. Yeah. So what was the rule when you were in charge? What? How much could you actually control when you were in charge? Right, and, and, and that's... When I was in charge, I could only just make sure that the environment that you came to work in was a safe environment for you to work in. Uh, uh, Anything that happened outside the work? Correct. No, you're right on it. 
they're know? independent contractors, so they have to at least keep the bare minimum of OSHA requirements for them to work. In a I mean, and I understand, but, like, I understand when you rep a brand, mm-hmm. whether, whether you're contracted or whatever, that there is a certain expectation of, of you know, what I'm saying of, of conduct that you have to conduct yourself under, you know, saying even when you're not at work, right. you know, especially if you're. You know, if you're if you're in your uniform, for example, or you know, you were a recognizable name and face, you just have to be careful with these things. Which I which I once again say, uh, with everything else, you it's perceived it's perceived that once you sign with the WWE or you sign with a wrestling company, you have some money. Get a lawyer. <laughs> just just off a of GP. I don't understand how wrestlers don't have agents. I mean, you don't, that doesn't, you don't need anything to start having agents. Yeah. That, that just throws me off. Like, it's just like, shit, actors have agents. Get a lawyer, get an agent. Like, there's nothing that says you can't have someone else represent you in a contract or negotiation or any kind of situation, to be honest with you. But I don't know. It, this is just, it's been bugging me for the last couple of weeks because it's just, you know, people keep calling for Dream's head. They keep calling for Matt Riddle's head. Yet WWE pushes them out there like, we don't see what's going on. And it's not like they're going to put a title on either one of these people. And that's the funny thing about this situation right. is that when these things happen, they put them out there as if they're marketable, but yet aren't going to push them to a point of being a champion. It makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, Dream's just getting buried right now. That's fine. And, you know, I'll live with that. Um, because I think there are more reasons than not for him not to be pushed right now. I think beyond the accusations, he has shown himself to be a very immature person. Accusations aside. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes sense. Um, Matt Riddle, however, Matt Riddle keeps winning matches, but then Moose's matches, I don't get it. It reminds reminds me of when the click broke up and Hall and Nash went over to WCW and Xbox was just running around. Yeah. And you know, Shawn Michaels was the champ. So of course they had to punish Triple H. Right. And for like a year and a half, he just sat in limbo. That's what it reminds me of. And that's why I say, like, they're only going to look at it from the perspective of just a blowover. We'll, you'll eat some crow. We'll do things with you. But we're not going to do anything major with you until this blows over. And But you asked me, you asked as leaders that we've been, okay? Mm-hmm. Legit, as a leader, I have a roster full of fucking people that I could put out there besides Matt Riddle. And you especially ask me as an artist, as a writer, bruh, you're just a character in my book. But they don't think about Brad Miller like that, though. Oh, I get you. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's how many people sitting back there right now? In a normal situation, you would have had a full roster. But right now, it's like you, you're taking whoever can go up there. It's why we've seen so many. There's at least 40 people still sitting at the crib right now, man. 
you're asking this question like WWE has ever answered this question for us. Like, you yeah, have 40 people in there, but not one of them. But I'm saying, and the point I'm trying to make is that they're big on them. They're big on Dream too, and that's why they're not going to sit them down. They're going to do something with them. They'll, they'll use them to put somebody else over. I feel like they put Dream out there because there's like four black people in NXT right now. There's that, but you also have to remember. <laughs> but you also have to keep in mind that he was like a year ago. He was in a commercial with Hulk Hogan, like. And he, I mean, there's some. There are people and, that and, like and, Dream. That's that's and, and that's the elephant in the room. And I'm saying, yeah. like, last, his star was media, His rise was inevitable last year. We were. Oh. What were we talking about last year on this podcast? Which show is he going to show up on after WrestleMania? Which well, one? we and we actually thought. I think we we talked about him showing up on the premiere of SmackDown too on yeah. Fox. We 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 were talking about that, and then COVID hit, and. But he hit before COVID, didn't he? No, that came out during COVID. Yeah, it came out during COVID. All but he was already in trouble before then, wasn't he? He was. I mean, we, we already heard about some stuff, but they wasn't doing anything. He was still. They were still moving forward. He was injured. He was. Yeah. Okay. And he came back from this injury. <laughs> he came back from this injury after COVID. Right. That's when we got the story of the second one. Yeah. But they still put him. So maybe they changed their mind on, uh, about putting the championship on him when they put him in that match with Adam Cole. Okay. But. From a business decision, which is what they're doing, like. So what did we get out of speaking at? Because um, I don't see any real progress. What what did you hope was going to come out of that, Sean? Honestly, yeah, I hoped that a it, it, and it, it goes down to my adage of people just yell and then go home. Uh, and it, it is, this, this 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 situation aside, unfortunately, it's one thing to tell a story, but it's another thing to actually report it to an authority and get the process started. And that is the fortunate line. Um, as much as the victims have gone through, there's at least one more thing they're going to have to do in order to make a difference. So they make that decision as to whether or not they want to relive all of this stuff all over again right? through an extensive investigation. And oh, before this person can even be proven to be guilty, they can still communicate with you. They can still talk about you. They can still drag your name in the mud. You know what I mean? And right. make this really hard for you. So the situation lies with the the the, the, the solution really lies with the support for the victims, the support that they that they can secure. You know what I mean? In order to go through the process of of actually getting people prosecuted. That's the only other thing besides hurting their pockets. Yeah. Because I, I unfortunately... Difference. Yeah, because I unfortunately feel overall that the victims have been let down in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, we were pissed. Um, speaking out was a hashtag for a good month. 
and then again, like I said, slowly but surely, people started making their way back to the limelight. Is it a fair question to ask what the accusers, what besides telling their stories and displaying the amount of courage it took to get those stories out? Is it a fair question to ask what they thought was going to come of this? I know that they felt. Well, I don't know. No, I don't know. No, I don't. Um, that's, I, mean, I think it, it, would be, it would be fair to them if the community had demanded more than we got. And, it, and, it, and like I said, it was, I don't want to say it was poor timing because it's never a good time to have those conversations and share those stories. Um, it just seemed that the world was at a standstill and this was the best time. Mm-hmm. It was an effective time, I should say, an effective use of time to, gra- to garner everyone's attention when it came to them. Uh, we have seen some of these wrestlers disappear. Uh, well, you have to look at it from this perspective, too. I think it's more of an American issue. Um, only, be- only because in the UK, I don't know how it's set up in the UK in terms of Actually, allegations, but like investigations started like immediately after those stories started coming out. That's the problem. You're, like, you're absolutely right. The American like, laws have those stupid statute of limitations where it prevents these crimes. You've got a finite well, amount of time. Not just statute of limitations. It requires the accuser to make an accusation. So officially. To follow, to, to follow a report. Correct. In other places, you don't need that. That's, right. that's As soon as it's heard about, the authorities can act on it. Because and start their own investigation. We, we thought that the UK wrestling scene was already hurting. Things got shut down over there. Yeah. There's people over there. There are a lot of people over there who are never going to work again. Correct. Professional wrestling. Correct. So what, so what happened, the right thing happened there. It's just set up differently here. Where it puts more onus on the victims themselves. That's why I said it's the support that they have to look for. In order to, to get the ball rolling on these things. It, it, and it's it's on, it's on. I would say some of it's on the fans too. Some of it's on the fans to push for reform for these laws. That it shouldn't take a massive amount of hurdles for someone to report a heinous crime like this. Period. Well, see, and that's why I use the word community in this because we have so-called. I got my opinion on that. We have so-called wrestling journalists out here. Right? Here we go. Let's go. And this is where I'd like to go with this. We have so-called wrestling journalists who, besides using this as a headline, did jack and shit about this. No. And some have gone out there and openly defended the accused. Correct. And gone out there to try to discredit the accuser and all this stuff, but you know, we're in a social media digital age where motherfuckers got screenshots and receipts of all mm-hmm. this. They're, they're not just coming out here trying to ruin lives like, you know, like the days in the 90s where you didn't, it was it. You did it, and then you probably got a payment, and then it was all good. Right. People and, and, screenshots and saving this shit for, for years. And as it relates to, I mean, because this is a bigger issue for me in general. 
because this ties back to the previous topic that we were talking about. Because again, wrestling journalists are doing jack and shit about that too, as it relates to, you know, the twitches getting jacked and everything to that effect. I would equate that to the same treatment that Ariel Hawani got from the UFC. You shit, I got you. you. You shit on our brand. Mm-hmm. Anything like that, we'll take your media access and we're just going to take money, out of, the food out of your mouth, essentially like that. So some of these legitimate guys are out there, you know, these, excuse me, reporters, regardless, are very careful about what they put out there just so they don't screw themselves on access later. Because that is their bread and butter. For some. Not For all. some. And, 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 and again, this is an American issue. Yeah, absolutely. Because over at the UK, they give two shits. Zero. Because they're still talking about it over there. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, when I watch or listen or read Russell Talk, they're still talking about it. You know, wall culture is still talking about it. You know, and you can tell some people have taken notice because there's just some people they don't interview anymore. And you need to take heed of that. Yeah. Because some wrestling journalists understand their, how I say, their role. Because they understand if I put this cat on my podcast, if I put this cat on my show, that only puts more money in his pocket. Absolutely. But some will just do it just for the clickbait, too. Well, yeah, of course. There is, there, there, you know, there are those devil advocate, right? It's like, yeah, there's some good, there's some people that are conscious of what you're bringing to your Oh yeah, brand. I'm just a, don't give a shit. Go ahead. Well, because it works, it works the opposite way too. Like, imagine if you know someone did an interview with Matt Riddle. Click. People are gonna click on that. Yeah. Regardless how you feel about the guy in general. You want to hear what this jackass has to say, whether you're for him or against him. You're gonna Correct. want to see what he has to say. That's why I say it's like clickbait. That's all it is these days. Salacious stories and what they can what kind of traffic they can draw to the site or whatever the case may be to pick up this information. But in general, I just feel like we, I don't know, we, we need real wrestling journalists. We should answer the call. We got to write. <laughs> Your speech to text, man. <laughs> we, we, we get in enough trouble. <laughs> pick up. You got to type anything. Just Look. You got your your. Well, uh, what's he, what? But look, my wife was like, "Oh, you don't have any pens down here. Let me get you some pens. These things have been in this package for three weeks." Yo, you want to see something crazy? I got a pack of mechanical pencils. Thirty of them, <laughs> still in the box. <laughs> I don't use them. I got the trick for you guys. I just got it recently. Dictation software. Mm. Mm. Something else. Nope. Now I've been playing around with the. Uh, <laughs> applications for where you can customize your shortcuts for Apple. See? Netflix and chill. I got the Rocketeer for Disney Plus. Goodness gracious. Damn right. Hey, it's cool for you Android guys to have that shit, right? Let me have something for once. I bought these fucking I bought these fucking Google Pixel Buds and I can't do shit with them administrative wise because it's not available for iOS. So how do you think I feel? They're still great. I still Blame Cook for that. Yeah, no, I know. Oh, I can use Air, I can use my wife's AirPods on my phone. 
Well, no, you could, yeah, but I can't do any administrative rights like change the base or enable oh, okay. the real time translation like I wanted to with these headphones, but I can't. So it's like, all right, well, the next move is going to Android after the contract is up. That will be happening. I think the Pixel 5, they're taking pre-orders now. It's coming out soon. Yeah, I'm going to, uh, that's what, oh, I've got like four or five months left on this. And now that Sprint has been taken over by T-Mobile. By the way, if you have any Sprint phones, take them to your local T-Mobile stores and have them put in the SIM card for a T-Mobile service now before it becomes Ooh. a problem later. Okay. So just. I don't even know if I have anything like that, but that's good. Do you have Sprint? No. Oh, but AJ has T-Mobile. No, T-Mobile's fine. They're, uh, they're getting rid of Sprint stores. Oh. All the Sprint stores on the That's north right. are all T-Mobile stores now. That makes sense. So but there was a, we, me and me and the missus were walking and we're like, oh, the Sprint store closed. That's sad. No, but now we know why. why it's, they're all being converted to T-Mobile stores. And what they're telling customers now is that come now before it fully migrates in November, I'm sorry. <laughs> off topic too um but all right education we do that go ahead yeah we'll we'll put the hashtag sprint and t-mobile on the <laughs> on this episode of the podcast fast forward to you know one hour 59 minutes and you can get your information about getting your sim card right. for some reason i feel like they're going to be charging after november when the migration's over it's like well you're late so now we gotta charge you for a sim card but they're real cool they they do it in store and it takes about like 20 minutes to get it done and now, my well, as far as like everything, just you know, they go through your information. They get, a, they make sure your plan is good. They do it all from a from a a tablet, and they don't ever have to touch your phone, and until they pop the SIM card out. Mm-hmm. So okay. I, it was cool, but at least I got an idea of the next phone I'm getting. I am getting that Google Pixel. I do want to take a picture of the one star that I get to see at night. Right. <laughs> Everything I get, it always has to be some technological advance that fucking hampers me because I live in the city of Chicago. What's what stars? <laughs> unless the unless I pull unless I blow the breaker in the back, <laughs> make the turn turn the lights off in the in the uh, the neighborhood. And like, All right, cool. Now we can see some shit. <laughs> but getting back to this. Um, and top it off with 30 years of Jericho. Top it off for 30 years. Jericho's been wrestling for 30 years. There's a lot of, we're celebrating a lot of these like 25 and 30 years. And I asked this question, I asked this question towards the beginning of this, mm-hmm. uh, of the podcast. What does retirement look like for Chris Jericho? I don't think he ever retires. I well, I think at some point he stops wrestling, but he's not leaving wrestling. He's gonna end up being in this like Ric Flair. You know, I'm only asking because up until this point, anybody who set has who set Chris Jericho's age and tenure um, has been considerably uh, more unhealthy. Chris, mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time Chris Jericho had a legitimate injury. And as much people give him shit about his physique, physique. Matt is in fantastic shape. It's a natural physique. It's not a. It's not a rotten one. Yeah, I mean he's the dude treats himself 
Well, for especially for a rock star, you think you'd be strung out on something. <laughs> a traveling this traveling heavy metal band is like he 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 practices what he preaches, man. Every bit of that effort that he puts in the ring, he puts into keeping that body. I really wish he would share his fucking secrets. It's that, DDP, it's that DDPY. He admitted it. it's that DDPY, yo. <laughs> you know what? You know, I, I'm not gonna lie. I've been thinking about it. <laughs> I, I have been too. I, I look at the app and it's like, that's money, man. But no, How much is that's it? wait. It's like 160, man. For the, for the whole thing. For the whole thing. Yeah. You can't bootleg it. I haven't seen it yet. It's it's more than just DVDs now. It's like a whole like it's game. interactive. It's like Weight Watchers and shit. We just, yeah, you just need the DVDs for now, just to get get right. Because I, I'm not gonna subscribe 160 bucks if I crack my back while I'm stretching. Because <laughs> what am I gonna do? I'm order a pizza to have it walked over to me because I'm laying on the couch. So that's not gonna help. <laughs> I think the Undertaker proved, or is proving. There's no such thing as retirement for wrestlers. Right. And the Undertaker's been getting shots in his knees for the past 10 years. Can we say that he's an exception? Because where Chris Jericho is entirely in charge of his career, whereas somebody like the Undertaker is beheld to fucking contract. He just just bullshit. Huh? Bullshit. Why? We got Ric Flair still wooing it up in the damn crowd. It's because he don't know how to handle his money. Okay. But there's a lot of people like that. And there were I get that. Right. Said, and that's why there's no retirement in wrestling. But I'm saying Chris Jericho has set himself up where he could retire tomorrow and be well, well enough. I think I don't think it's a I don't think I don't think it's all a money thing. I mean, I think for some it is. Ric Flair, it's money. Well, for sure. That's why he's still in the game. But for him, I think he's gonna all of every wrestler that I've ever heard in an interview has said that not the wrestling itself, but the interaction with the crowd mm-hmm. is a drug. Mm-hmm. And you can't get off of that drug. Which is why I'm I'm saying. Jericho's more adept to being able to say, okay, I'm done because he has that musical career. He has a very successful podcast that he could probably, once everything goes on normal and he's got his, his cruises that are highly successful, name something that he hasn't been successful at. But that's what I'm saying. Do we ever see him at a, at a point where he stops doing all this shit? Yeah. I don't. I do. Jericho is wrestling. I agree, but if the plan is if they're playing the long game with, especially with him being, is he a, is he a partner with this AEW? He's an SVP. Okay, so I mean, long or EVP? That's, they call them EVPs. Where they EVP, are. right? Him and yeah. Rhodes are EVP. him, Rhodes, the Bucks, and Kenny. Okay, I mean, if you're playing the long game, it's like you can continue building something great with this, build up this current crop, and watch, you know. Watch it be something that you never thought it could actually end up being. Be superior to the quote-unquote major brand and stuff like that. I I can see it because, I mean, at some point, he's going to – body's going to betray him, man. Nobody's beating father time. (laughs) 
I got that. And that's why I said, I don't count that as retirement. Which is why I'm more, like I said, I, I think it's more so me kind of like that athlete in those major sports as like, like Kobe. Kobe quit because he didn't want to be a shell of himself on the basketball court. Mm-hmm. He quit at the perfect time. Correct. If Kobe was basketball for this last decade, 20 years, and Jericho's been wrestling for 30 years, I can see Jericho going out on his own terms rather than us saying having the reverse conversation is when well, does I mean, Jericho need to – I think we're kind of saying the same thing. It's just that Jericho retired at any time. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying that most people, once they get to his age, his tenure, are not trying to retire yet just based off of the love for wrestling. And they're perceivably more unhealthy than he is right now. How old is he now? 55. 55? Yeah. No, he's 50. He's 50. Sorry, just 50. Because of the the last birthday party. (laughs) 50 birthday. Um, A little bit of the bubbly. (laughs) And this is what I say about Jericho. And I just say this about just about every other wrestler I've ever watched. I don't want to retire. 49. He'll be 50 in November. Okay. I, I just... Next week. Oh, actually... In, 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 in the way my question is set up, it's like him continuing to tour with his band. When does that... Uh, it's, it's something that, you know... His band is a side gig. Like, that's a picture of retirement. Like, I'm not wrestling anymore. I'm just traveling with the band. I'm not wrestling anymore. I'm planning cruises. That's not retirement. I'm I'm helping running a a, a wrestling company. But he's he's doing all his retirement stuff, and he's still wrestling. Yeah. And so, like, he can go out there and, like, put put on a great match. Is that that kind of like an ego thing, saying, like, I'm just father time here? Yes. All of you that I'm – If you've ever heard of Chris Jericho interview – he believes he is wrestling, and wrestling will die when he dies. Because when, because when, it was like okay, thirty years of Jericho. Just like my, my actually, my actual reaction was: it's only been thirty years for him. Like he's not. That's what I said to myself too. I was like, "Fuck!" I remember his. I'm trying to do the math in my head. It's like, man, I remember his first appearance on Raw because I lost my shit then. I'm like, wait, how long has that been? Go that back was twenty years ago. That was 20 years ago. So there's 10 yep. more years of that, too. It was like, whoa. There's 10 more years of, of great New Japan and WCW content out there. Yeah. And another reason I don't see I don't Chris know. Jericho retiring, Chris Jericho understands his role in wrestling. He's a very important piece of the puzzle. He understands that. And... Now he feels committed to live out that purpose. And God knows when that purpose, you know, dissolves. When those Omaha steak checks stop cashing. <laughs> That's podcast. what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Not about the podcast. Which is pretty successful. So I'm saying, like, he's, he's, he's someone I don't envision ever being able to just sit down on the side of a, a lake and fish. No. That's not in... That's retirement to me. So I don't see Chris Jericho ever doing anything like that. 
he will always be doing something. It's the work wrestling ethic. related. Commitment to his work ethic is just right. I watched the video on because every once in a while I catch one of these videos on YouTube where Kevin Kelly does these like these story breakdowns of like New Japan history, um, which are great by the way. They're on the New Japan Pro Wrestling um, official YouTube, um, but he did one on Chris Jericho and his entire New Japan legacy, and you know it ended with him. Um, it was it was the, the the video that they did for the lead in for the match between him and Tanahashi, and it just made you feel like there was unfinished business there, even after that match. Um, more things that he needed to accomplish in New Japan, um, and then you watch the video packages that they've been doing for Chris Jericho, some of which they aired on on Dynamite, yeah, a couple weeks ago. And then you see all these people that he's worked with, and you see, you know, this build to like a match with Luther, who's been like his friend since forever. You know, he's still putting people over, you know, to this day. And then we get Tanahashi on on, on AEW television. And then tell you people making friends, man. Yeah, and he's the smart businessman. He called the former president of New Japan a fucking idiot because. He didn't want to make money. There's money to be made there. And then the week after we had the podcast where we said, watch as we're going to start seeing this happen, what do we start seeing? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you could have been doing this for the entire year. I'm looking at the situation like, oh, Marty, you can't take care of that anymore? I got it. I'll do that too. Give me that job. <laughs> I'll make friends with everybody. <laughs> who's going to say no to Chris Jericho right now? Outside of, I mean, even WWE. You think Vince is going to say no to Chris? Yes. Because no, but, he's petty. Well, by, by, by then we're hoping that, you know. It's Chris a- Jericho to Vince McMahon is in Jeff Jarrett land now. Ooh. Dead serious. And if for no other reason besides AEW, it's the fact that as soon as somebody leaves the WWE, the first place they go to is AEW. <laughs> And what is the first thing Chris Jericho, in a sense, does? He hands them a mic. Mm-hmm. What do they do? They piss on WWE. And they all start. They all. They all start at the uh, the, the Jericho podcast. Correct. Yeah. I'm. I'm just saying. It, it's no Vince. Vince. Well, I'm saying Vince and Chris aren't hanging out anymore, dude. No, that's I'm, that's I'm a wrap. It's it's perfect for Jericho because it's like yo. Now, yes, and WWE never say never because, you know, Bret Hart came back and all that good stuff. But now you fucking with Vince's money. Mm-hmm. And he's still fucking with Vince's money. Mm-hmm. And every time he gets a chance, he, he takes a $100 bill, puts it in his mouth, and spits it out with a WWE fucking burn. Every time the ratings drops, he's literally calling himself the demo guy now. Meanwhile, the WWE is selling Undertaker wine. Correct. Undertaker wine? Yeah. That, that, that's your shot? That's your retaliation for a, a fucking a bottle of <laughs> champagne? Wine? Just saying. Oh, they're doing pre-artists with a bubbly again, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they, they one- opened the case of gold. You get the... You get the gets your bubbly on now. Again. I'm cool. After that after that wine tour last year. 
couple weeks ago. I'm you know what was surprisingly good? And I was able to pick up a Benny surprisingly. It was like a few months ago. Surprisingly, the same thing. Mm-hmm. That nightmare wine wasn't bad. What nightmare wine? Cody had wine for like, that's still out there, but it, it was popular for like 15 seconds. It was yeah. like nightmare family wine. Really? I might give it a try. I'm all about wines now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I'm it. I, I, I actually listened to LeBron. I was like, you know what? I'll have a glass of red wine. That's, that's, I that's, can't smoke in the house, though. <laughs> like, I don't know. I had a lot of wine and the best wine. Ever. You know, I had, what was that? What was that one? The Apothic Red? It was a sparkling red wine. And that shit was chilled, too. Hmm. We need to have a, a podcast night where we have wine, preferably with steaks near them. Yeah. You just can't have wine. We'll grab I'm not one messing one. with your well-done ass or whatever. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll grab a six-pack from um, Cooper's. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Cooper's. We can go to Oak Park. Yeah. We can actually eat there. Yeah. They have they have outdoors out there with the Sono, Sono uh, torches going. I would want to do something classy and, like, get a bunch of wine from Cooper's and then go down to, like, Five Guys. Oh fuck yeah! And then, and then, no, 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 no. We grab our Cooper's Hawk wine. We take our ass to sub tea. We'll eat outside, damn it. Whatever, man. I, I'm cool with that. We can have an on location outside in the. We'll be like that roots video. Yo, no, we'll just take our lawn chairs. We'll post up. What we do. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you know what we'll do? We'll turn we'll turn sub tea into our cracker barrel. I <laughs> With like the young bucks, we'll put our chairs out there. And just <laughs> the, the, the one thing that I'm sad about is that I can never eat sub tea inside. It doesn't taste as good in the car. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like it was. It used to be like I took that video. I sent you guys that video the other day of me just standing outside. I didn't go inside. I was just happened to be there, and I just wanted to even think I was there. <laughs> Every time, every time one of you show me a pic, I just forward to Sony. She just shakes her head. She's like, "Really? I can't." Next time, I'm just gonna take a picture of me inhaling a sandwich, and I'm just staring at your house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess where I'm at? <laughs> Not creepy at all, but <laughs> just sitting on my stoop. I ain't even here. I ain't even know. Fuck you, Ray. <laughs> I hope they accidentally put an onion in your sandwich. Get a text from ten- Emily. I think Ray's outside. <laughs> <laughs> Should I let him in? No. Don't let him in. 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 Unless he's got a, a foot long for the family. <laughs> None. Don't even do that. That's a trick. It's <laughs> a trick. Uh, we should do that, though. We should, do, we should get together. We'll get the sandwiches and we'll get the wine. Just hang out, record outside. Now you got a back patio. Get with fire pit going. Wise men at night. <laughs> or the like the was it BT after dark? Yeah. Wise men after dark. But contrary to popular belief. Contrary. AEW and WWE aren't the only wrestling going on in the world. They're not. Um Strange thing happened in Indianapolis last weekend. Um, it was like 
what should have happened WrestleMania weekend, basically. Drat. <laughs> GCW. Game Changer Wrestling. Pre- presented the collective. Um, they have been just working really hard with a bunch of independent um, uh, wrestling companies who, you know, of course, have been suffering because of the pandemic. And they put on uh, a, a slew of shows over the weekend in Indianapolis at some gym. Not sure what the location was, but when I tell you that there was like something for everybody there, it were uh, they were able to host uh, Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Um, I think they did a national uh, official collective. Um, they hosted a freelance show. Um, it was just so many things. Uh, Bloodsport as well was there that same weekend, um, and. It just, it just, so many people were there. Like, and including the Invisible Man. <laughs> Every, My favorite wrestler, dog. You said everyone got something. This was, no. It was a whole year. Vacant was there, dog. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I was just, just so happy that they were able to kind of pull this off. Um, I feel like it was just like a who's who of independent wrestlers. It's like, you know, the top tier. Mm-hmm. People flew out for this show. People, you know what I'm saying, went out of their way um, to be a part of this show. I'm I'm upset. I'm only partially upset now since in the aftermath a bunch of people got COVID. But <laughs> um, um, first of all, before we continue laughing, we hope that you're doing well and that yeah. you're recovering. But we're in a pandemic. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, Faye Jackson was there. That's your girl. Or Orange Cassidy was there. John Moxley was there. <laughs> it was just... Oh, the, um, um, Lord Adrian was there. Lord Adrian, Lord was, Adrian was there. And he got his shine in the ring <laughs> with a tag team partner. <laughs> Congratulations to him. Congratulations to him. He really showed out in that match. That was fun. That was fun. And this is going to open a door for him. Yes. This is is his his entryway into it. He's been making fire videos throughout the last year. Um, And who would have thought that he would be wrestling and doing (laughs) doing a Canadian Destroyer in a Walmart section to – being on a uh, GCW's card, and that was uh, that was great. Actually, yeah, that was that was really actually get on there and wrestle. And you saw actual wrestlers. If you saw on the social media, actual wrestlers were reaching out to him and giving him his props. So, hey, the the world's watching now. Let's see what's the next move for him. Yeah, hopefully it's uh, signing to a a developmental contract. He gets in, and boom, call him. So yeah, I just I just wanted to give a shout out to to GCW. They did a really special thing this weekend, and they're continuing to do things. Yeah, um, they're not going to let um, professional wrestling die on an independent level. So and they're yeah. trying to bring everybody with them, and you know I can't be nothing but happy and appreciative. It, it makes me hopeful that you know so one day we'll be able to get back out there and see people perform. I'd love um, to go to one of their events. Yeah, I mean they had ACH on. Uh, yeah, ACH was there because they they ran a collective show so. Yeah. They, they did run that that um that show that had that was mostly black you know said people of color yes um, they had um 
uh, my girl, I can't remember her name, but she's the um, she's the Pan African diaspora world champion. Oh, um, about she wrestled um, she wrestled Sludge. Yeah, I can't remember her fucking name. We need to we need to get her name. <laughs> yeah, we, that, that that was that was really cool to see. There was a, I, was I, I never a thought that I would actually see because she's one person who wrestles for you know on a different in a different territory. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never thought I would actually have a chance to see her and actually got to see her a bunch that weekend. So that was that was um also great to see um as well. The Midwest as a territory is killing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's something major out you know saying like the 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 that the level down from the majors, like the Midwest is like who's messing with us right now? Like not even Florida. And that's surprising to me because Florida's like open game. Yeah. When it comes to wrestling. So it it, it surprises me that it doesn't surprise me that something like this didn't happen um, in Florida because it being in the Midwest gives a lot more freedom for people to get there, you know, from a traveling standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, Trish Adora. Trish Adora. Okay. Here we go. All praise Trish Adora. But I don't know. I, I do hope that we see more more of these things. I mean, people are starting to travel-ish. Yeah. Like, Tony Storm ho- hopped on a boat and, or oh, something so and so got over here. And got over here somehow. This channel. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I have no clue, but, you know. You can get in. It's hard to get out. But you can right. Get you know, and I, I... Which is why I'm still looking at New Japan, like, well, didn't well. Jay was here for a while and made his way back too for the G one because he was here doing those strong shows forever. Yeah. Um. Which he's killing it right now. Um. In all facets of the game right now. Yeah. Um, that's what we were going to talk about New Japan and extensively because they're. Yeah, the G1 will start to wrap up by next weekend, correct? Right, I know. Uh, speaking yeah, because they already started eliminating people. Yeah. Um, I think it's down to three or four on each side now. Yeah, I think there was a couple because there's, what, three guys in A block with 10 points and above? Yeah. And uh, one of the was, uh, contingent on the what was going down this week, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, we let's let's go over that next week. For sure. I just need a break for something because I just saw it just now. And if this actually happens, I'll be a very happy person. Michael B. Jordan is going to produce and star in a static shock film. Mm. That's that's why he was meeting with DC. Bruh. That's pretty dope. Bruh. Representation matters, ladies and gentlemen. Bruh. Yeah, I saw that too. I want all that to happen. It's going to be dope. Well, I'm, I'm mad distracted. I was like, "Yo, what?" Well, that's just, that's the thing that, like, I was talking about with um, I had a conversation with uh, Miss Marvel. They hired a unknown. Um, hey, that was what's up. I'd like to see them do the same thing with Miles Morales, but somebody that you know, 
let's 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 be straight up. It's not like I want somebody up and coming that's going to be dope in that role, but that represents us on the screen because that cartoon was fantastic. I think my favorite part was the pot of Puerto Rican rice that uh, Miles dug into. <laughs> that was what's up. Yeah, and, sneak. Yeah, creep that one. And plus, he was rocking Jays too. So you know, rocking <laughs> my favorite Jays. Except in the PS5 game, they switched him from Jordans to fucking Adidas shoes. Explain that shit to me, Sony. Well, they also changed Peter Parker in a PS5 one, too. I'm okay with that. They've changed Peter Parker four times. Okay. In the Spider-Verse, there was 20, 20 different Peter Parkers. That's fine. Um, They're like, hey, pay for it again. <laughs> yeah, okay, 10-4. I will buy it, though. What? what? Spider-Man. Spider, what? You don't have to pay for it again, do you? Yeah, the the one that the one that put in Peter Parker. In? Yeah, you have to buy it again. The PS4 version will not work on the PS5. No, you. I thought you could just download another version. No, that's for the um, Miles Morales one, I believe. Miles Morales game is coming. Oh, okay. If you buy it, if you buy it on PS4, you get to download for PS5. Because I got like, I think three or four games now. That yeah. I just get to download the new version to, like 2K, Borderlands, I, The Witcher. I haven't played 2K in a little bit because, like, uh, my buddy Larry, we were talking about it, it's like you're paying a hundred bucks just to get it now, but this version is the lowest rated it's ever had in its entire yeah. games. So you don't want it to sour you when it gets to the next gen, which you're gonna probably be equally as frustrated for because they. They spent so much time. The same thing with like Madden, you know, you paid for these games now only to find out that they copy and pasted the code from last year or 19 in Madden's case. I did it. I'm, I'm sorry, front. If you don't know that by now, like, yeah, I mean, I'll call myself a sucker cause I did it, but yeah. at the same time, I feel like I'm getting two separate games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll because see. based on what I'm looking at, I didn't, I think I'd feel a certain way if I had 2k last year, because essentially, from what I'm hearing, it's the same game. The the PS4 version is okay. Fine. Well, what last year's 2K was that one and 18 were probably the best ones. Um, but either way, if I had last year's, last I'd year's probably be feeling a certain way. But I didn't. I it was more enjoyable last year because you did you could do a lot more with it than you were able to do in previous ones. But as far as gameplay, 18 was. 18 was probably my favorite one. Um, but, I mean, I'm cool with it. I hope they put Tsushima as a free upgrade to the five. Um, I believe I, that one is. That one is, right? I believe that one is, yeah. Uh, are they going to convert The Last of Us Part 2? No? So that's going to be – the next one is going to be the next big $60, $70 purchase on the PS5 whenever they release that one. Um. The Avengers, I'm looking forward to that one. I had fun with that game. But right now, it's like a lot of repetition. And it's like, all right, I'll wait. Uh, now Now that I beat the game, I'll wait till the, till the 5 comes out to play with the online shit because then I can do hood rat shit with things with my friends. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to do with you, with Tsushima and the Legends. They are not giving us the upgrade for Final Fantasy, right? They're giving us another one? No, another one is coming. Okay. 16 is coming. It'll probably be here because I think they're they finished with the base game. 
they're designing it in um, uh, Unreal Engine so they can get it done real quick, and they've been already developing it for like four years. So okay. it should be this year. Cool. So then I'll have to get that one because I need to get that And the PC. Oh. Well, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I want to see what the, the AEW game is going to look like on a PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. Shit. Get in, get in with it with a uh, make it fi- uh, Fire Pro, bring them all in. <laughs> New Japan, GCW, put them all in together. Make make one game to beat them all. See, like part of me wants the AEW game to be like completely over the top. Like I want I want Kenny Omega to have like some Dragon Ball ZS finishing move, or or. That their their finishing moves are like the Street Fighter moves, like Omega and shit. That's what I'm saying. Like that's that's some shit I want. I I don't want a wrestling sim. I don't. If they want if they want to do like an AEW version of Tekken, I'm good with that. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't I don't want a wrestling sim. I, I've never had really fun with those per se. I mean, it would be cool because I mean, you saw what happened once they stopped doing the GM shit. A few podcasts started doing their own GM mode. Correct. I mean, you could do GM mode and still it. Not. I'm still not paying sixty, seventy dollars at the next gen level to do GM mode. That's just not me. I'm, I rather, rather kick your ass with a. <laughs> you could. I want to see some shit like that. That would be pretty cool though. Or if they did like if they did what if moral if they did with uh, what Mortal Kombat did with number eleven, yeah. those finishing moves, and you can see some stuff like that. That would be pretty fucking cool. Makes sense. Some BND elite ass shit in there. Have some two two bucks come out and split your, split your right. head. and then just sitting there with the money guns like Johnny Cage. That would be dope. That would be dope. Midway needs to get in on it. That would be cool. They did have a really cool. Why don't you walk over there and tell them? Right around the corner from your house. Nah, it, there's a lot of bad blood right now with comments and shit right there. I just. I'll stay over here. I'll stay over here. I thought they got rid of Midway games over here because over no. here now, because right in the same spot, they got rid of MedVet, the veterinarian uh, 24-hour facility. And they, now they have a huge facility right there on California. Uh, so I don't know if they took it over. The cat who played, I think, Johnny Cage is a big Chicago dude. Oh yeah, he was. And he says they still get together and like fucking play video games. Oh yeah, he he said that during the uh, the interview with um with Xavier Woods with Austin Creed. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a great interview, especially when they were talking about the motion capture how they did it right. with Ed's uh, movie camera. I'm like, man, they did all that, and that game was fantastic. Because we thought that was innovation back then. Show, <laughs> mm-hmm. we could have made our own video game with Ed's video cameras. Have we been allowed to touch it though? That's a long. That's another podcast. I've been in there before. I've been inside of that room. It's it's so it's surreal. Yeah, yeah. But it's so it's so soundproof. It actually makes you feel sick. Oh really? Yeah. They actually say that like the performance can only be there for like maybe like forty five minutes at a time, and they gotta take a break because they'll start getting like headaches and nausea. So no, that that would explain why they were there for like 10, 12 hours a day when. Yeah. Uh, when uh, he was talking about that, you have to rotate people in and out of that room. That's it's great. Has, it has a weird feel to it, but so funny story. One of my um, 
my dad back in the day used to help run a kung fu school over at the right where the hip was and on 35th and Halstead. Uh, there was a couple of kung fu stores and one of the one of the teachers actually did some motion capture uh, stuff for Mortal Kombat. And it was pretty dope. It is dope. He was a, he was a bad man. He had his own character too. Oh, Spitfire. <laughs> she was funny. <laughs> no, I always wanted to hang out with him, and yeah, that was that was always fun. Really good, good times. That's when Mortal Kombat was popping. <laughs> yep. Everybody used like when we did the uh, the kung fu uh, tournaments. We're doing the forms. Everybody's using the Mortal Kombat theme. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the background music. Do a split like Van Damme. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> this is for you, teacher. Oh, the good old days. <laughs> hey, Ray, can you play something by Westside Gun real quick? Hoping you can ask that question. Take us out? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. One second, please. <laughs> that was, uh, did you hear uh, the Benny the Butcher album today, though? I don't want to talk about it. This is the Westside Gun appreciation por- portion. Right. To take us out. Take- because the last time we mentioned Westside Gun was probably like maybe two episodes ago, which would be like a month. Yeah, because uh, we well, and we've talked about them, and then we we were sending each other the uh, text messages about uh, Westside. Since then, he's dropped two albums. Benny's dropped the album. <laughs> I think we got um, the the female that was the woman that's uh, on their um, yeah, she dropped one as well. Yeah, she was a uh, yeah yeah. Westside Gun started a a clothing line called Fourth Rope. Well, I don't know if it's like a clothing line, but it's like a wrestling company. Yeah, it has merchandise with artwork that's designed around you know professional wrestling. Um, he he got a shout out from somebody. somebody he, got out. he got a shout out from Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. Because he yep. said, and he, your opponent, John Moxley, is Zelda Records' favorite wrestler, The Butcher. I was like, oh, shit. We yeah. lost our minds on that. And speaking of that, go ahead and. Speaking of that Eddie Kingston promo. Kingston's been on fucking fire. After, after AEW went off. Yeah. <laughs> One second. This this is the butcher and the blade. St- still one of my favorite concerts this year. <laughs> I was able to see him before shit got real. Right. We still gotta get you on this, Sean. Gotta get you some grimy shit. And he don't even want to rap anymore. Now, well, I know, I know what he's doing because he's trying to get up from a mother shady. So, we're gonna fulfill this contract real quick. Out here, so I, I see what he's doing. But I mean, for somebody who, some somebody who to do that, but you're still doing the numbers. You know what I'm saying? They did three albums in the last 90 days. Yeah. That's insane. 
That man's got three efforts. He's got three albums in a year. And it, it might sound like, or it might not sound like, but it might be like throwaway stuff to him, but it's still quality stuff he's putting out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All of them are. You know what I'm saying? It's just. I pressed it way too many times. My bad. <laughs> yeah, no, there's Benny the Butcher album. Fire. Crazy. You got to hear the the track called uh, One Way Flight. <laughs> he did it with uh, Freddie Gibbs. Hit Boy. Uh, so yeah, now yeah, yeah. Hit Boy produced the entire album. And um, Shout out to Hit Boy. Yeah. Hit Boy reached out to Jay-Z to finish the arrangement. And it resulted into a fucking masterpiece. That fucking, that's, that track right there, One Way Flight. Perfection. I can't wait to go on, see these guys again. Well, hopefully they're not at the uh, the patio again. <laughs> shit was, that shit was weird. Half the half the theater seats are gone, and they put like like little wet bars that they just rolled in to, from the back. Okay. And then there's seating where me and <laughs> me and my brother Adam sat. <laughs> we sat all the way in the back, right by the exit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Screaming in the background. It was great. Good times. So yeah, let me let let's close because my son is like losing his mind right now. Yeah, and it, I think it's late too, isn't it? Like Eleven. Yeah. Shout out to Griselda Records. Shout out to Westside Gun. Shout out to Smoke Dizzle who just put out uh, a project as well. He's a big wrestling fan too. Wrestling is everywhere. Yeah, and that's why we are here. Here on YouTube. Everywhere you listen to the podcast, courtesy of Anchor. <laughs> yeah, you. you while, we're, while we're on Twitter at We Are the Wise Men and everywhere else on Wise Men Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, all by the same name. Yep. Johnny, you look like you got something to say. Or are you still listening to Griselda Records? <laughs> oh, no. That's a Lecrae bump. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, at least he at least he got two things. He he got the new day to split up. He never he never made me a Lecrae fan. Hey <laughs> <laughs> uh, buddy. Okay, with that being said. Oh, I want some snacks. This this, this podcast is forever for the culture. <laughs> Remember that you vote with your dollars and you need to vote next month. Or now. Early now. Yeah. Early voting. <laughs> Time yeah, officially starts Monday, Monday across our area. Nice. Um, there's a couple spots open now, but pretty much every ward and um, precinct opens Monday uh, for early voting. You do not need your ID. No. Only need an ID if they need to re-verify your signature. So don't fall for no bullshit. And if, Don't put your bot, your valid ballot if you were doing a mail-in ballot in anything but a damn post office box. X. You know, don't fall for the okie doke like they're doing in California, where there's random boxes left out. I swear to God, we're lemmings. We are fucking lemmings. If you guys, <laughs> like, just put a box out there. Like, put your ballot box. Put your ballot in here. This is legit. 
So you gotta get that Cardi B horse. That looks mad sus right now. That's the election version of a white van. Like, come on. Right. Chill. Anyway, vote. Represent. Go to Chicago.com for those local in Chicago that need to understand it. We say that change starts at the local level. There is a ton of judges right now with negative backs that you need to do your research on. Uh, there's a lot of good resources out there. Beautiful picture right there, too. You got that. <laughs> well, well, he's not fighting you and trying to put you over jail. Right. You got to get out of here before this looks like abuse. <laughs> I'll edit that part. Remember, remember to vote, and you also did you vote with your dollars. Remember that your attention is currently, even if you are a mark, make sure you leave a positive mark on this life. <laughs> <laughs>